Direct quote from Kira. If this podcast hits 100,000 streams, I will go to a nude beach with you. End quote, Kira. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates Griff's personal problems. Oh, buckle up. It'll be a day-long episode. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think is top of list for my problems, Kira? Well, according to our listeners, top on the list, Griff, is that you are way off base in your understanding of dressing and stuffing. Oh, yeah. I saw I saw one comment come through. Um, do you have like some clarification into that or are you just bringing it up you know to shame me? <laughs> <laughs> I do have clarification. What's funny about this is I had the same understanding as some of our listeners, which is stuffing inside. Of course the bird. you did. Yeah. No, I no, I did. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. I thought stuffing inside the bird, dressing outside. But then I also thought there are regional differences. Some mm-hmm. people call it this. They call it that. And when you said your thing, I was like, I don't think there is a solid definitive answer on this. So I'm going to let Griff's, Griff's opinion on this fly. And I will say, even after hearing from listeners, I don't think there's a solid definitive answer. Oh, okay. Except that you were wrong. Well, I mean, okay, sure. Maybe I was wrong. (laughs) Circling back to what you said regionally, this woman, this best friend of mine, she made it. She's from Louisiana. She called it stuffing. Then she called it dressing. All I know is it did not taste like the stuffing that I, that I have come to love. That's all I can say. And and, well, to the, to that point, I think some people do use it interchangeably and then other people don't. So guys, it is what it is. We'll have to be a little flexible on this one. A second thing on, oh. on Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. You normally have nothing to say, and now all of a sudden you have two things. Yeah, I love it. On the topic of Thanksgiving feast, we heard from quite a few people that Blossom should have brought a vegetarian lasagna to share. Yeah, I did Griff, see that as well. what do you well. think about that? I, I just liked one of the comments that, you know, they just commented today. That little piece of feedback, uh, I don't know why that never crossed our minds. Uh, that's a really good, that's a really good approach. Um, I still enjoy the petty visual of like just a square of lasagna, like plopped on Blossom's plate. So just for the sake of mm-hmm. how much I love our show, I'll keep that, I'll keep that image in mind. But yeah, like a full plate of veggie lasagna probably would have smoothed things over. We also heard from some vegetarians and vegans that when they bring a vegetarian lasagna, the non-veggie people go nuts and then they sometimes don't get to have any, which I'm a little bit oh. like, okay, well, th- y- y- get your fork in there. You'll be, you know, yeah, exactly. yourself a little bit, but that's another, that's a separate crime, you know? Yeah, that, that's a good thought. Okay, Kira. Anyway, anyway, kind what, correct. what's going on today? <laughs> um, Well, I, you know, from my end, I had in my notes, uh, Kira is Emmy nominated. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, just interesting that you started the episode with, uh, you know, coming from me. My intention right. was, you know, to celebrate you. But you know what? I'll let the listeners interpret that as they will. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling it'll just do what's already happening, which is they love you. <laughs> well, Kira, congrats. We don't need to exhaust that. Um, I know you're a very humble, but like I know you'll be in L.A. for that. and. I am incredibly proud of you. 
Mm. And I'm sure Thank it's you, I'm sure it's just I'm sure it's just nuts. Like I showed my parents. I like went on and to the like Emmy website because I was like, is she lying? And she wasn't. <laughs> 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 and it was. It was just like, it was really cool. Like, congratulations. That's huge. Thanks, honey. I can't wait to see you in LA, hang out, go for hikes, record in person, all of that. I can't wait to see what you'll be wearing at the Emmys. (laughs) God, me too. Yeah. We can find some like (laughs) pillowcase or something for you to cut holes in. Yeah, yeah. Dobby's appearance. Dobby. Okay, Kira. So today is a special episode because, you know, you and I have both repeatedly said how nice it would be if we were to have two sides to one crime. Yes. Well, ho, 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 you've been a very good girl this year, and Santa (laughs) read your list. Now, do you remember our first non-North American submitted crime called Petty in Paris? Petty in Paris. (laughs) Yes, I do. I would say that's an all-star crime. It was. um, I, I listened to it back just in preparation for this episode, and it was great. We were... We were in Los Angeles together. We were just starting petty crimes. It was it was such a moment for us, but the crime was good. Yes, we have our first counter testimonial, and it is in response to that crime. Wait, is this somebody? Is this um? What's the couple's name? The, um, this is from their perspective. It is from their perspective. <laughs> from the eleventh arrondissement or <laughs> yes. whatever in Paris. They how did they find us? This so, is crazy. Yeah, let's preface. We'll preface this by saying. Typically, we choose we we try to keep things anonymous. We make sure to protect our petty criminals. This crime, the original one in 2022, had already been like like circulating on Twitter, and it had already been submitted to another podcast. We were kind of petty about that. So this crime lives outside of petty crimes too. So just you know, we'll obviously continue to change the names. We'll recycle the names we used in the first crime. But just so the listeners and you know, this crime is just as well known as we are, basically. Oh, that makes sense. Kind of, kind of forgot that. Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will remind you now to the listeners, if, you ha- if you're if you new to the pod and you haven't listened to that 2022 episode called Petty in Paris, maybe pause this episode and go listen to that one and then come back to come back to today. Um, by the way, it came out on May 17th, 2022. If you have listened, I'll start with just a quick recap of what went down in court so that Kira, Miss Kira, Emmy nominated Kira is f- refreshed. And so that you are too. <laughs> Sound good? Sounds much needed. Thank okay, you. Okay, perfect. Yes, I, I I got the prep done. So in terms of the recap, by the way, fun findings and listening to that episode. Like I said, we were both in LA. We sounded so happy and young and new. Um, you, <laughs> direct quote from Kira, if this podcast hits 100,000 streams, I will go to a nude beach with you. End quote, Kira. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Now, Kara, have we have we crossed a hundred k stream? <laughs> what a horrible thing to say! Yep. yep. Okay. Well, see you this summer. I yeah. See you in January. Yeah. Nude beach. As a reminder for everyone, this crime took place in 2018, a week before Christmas. It took place in Paris, which we were excited about, and involved a lost slash stolen coffee maker, Twitter, Amazon, and Christmas, of course. Now, our characters were Clements and Christopher, and then Pip and Pierre, their neighbors. And those are pseudonyms mm-hmm. that Kira, she presented the original case, gave to the, the participants. But this story was told by Stephanie, who was a third party and friends with 
Clements and Christopher. So let's go through this very quickly, and then we'll get to the refre- the new, new, new crime. Amazon delivery man buzzes Christopher and Clements's door. I'm going to call them C&C. He gives mm-hmm. Clements a package that is meant for their neighbors, Pip and Pierre, P&P. Because mm-hmm. apparently the delivery man has been trying and trying to deliver this package to P&P. The package is heavy. The delivery man is exhausted from his delivery attempts. These are all from Stephanie's perspective. And so he asks Clements to sign for the package, which we, you and I talked about. Like we talked about criminal or minimal signing for someone else's package. Would you do it? Kira, a, yeah. year, has, a year has gone by. Would you still sign for your neighbor's package if they weren't there? Sure. Sure. Okay. Clements did. Clements signs, takes the, quote, heavy package. Those details you need to keep in mind, um, which she deems to be a, an expensive coffee maker. Mm-hmm. Now, that's food for thought because how how did she know it was a coffee maker? I didn't think about that in the original case. Oh. Yeah. Perhaps the box that it came in gave gave it away. Maybe. It is an Amazon delivery. So what we'll, we'll Wait, talk about why, that. I, you're doing your little like smirky little eyes like this is going to matter. It, 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 it matters just a little bit. I'm just excited that we have like a rebuttal. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> I also just like neutrally look devious. And you should know that by now. Oh, I certainly do. Good. Okay. okay. Although you are always up to something. And you know when you were really up to something? You admitted on the Instagram that... Mm, never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you said something on Close Friends on Instagram, yep. which the Patreon, Save it for um, Patreon subscribers baby. get to see. And so, excuse me, pardon me. But hey, subscribe if you want to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I guess I have to. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So... Clements tries for the next few days to ring PNP's door so that she can hand off the package to them. She starts to worry that's a time-sensitive Christmas present, but PNP are never there, quote, um, when she tries to hand it off to them. So fast forward a few days, Christmas Eve, CNC need to leave Paris for their own holiday travels. So do you remember what Clements decides to do with the package before they leave for a few days? Yes, they put it on Pip and Pierre's doorstep. Exactly, which we which we also talked about. We won't go into that right now, but we talked about, you know, do you keep it in your apartment? Do you put it on the doorstep? Do you write a note? They were just nervous that PNP needed it for Christmas, and if they were not there, they needed to be able to access it. So Made sense then? Makes sense now. Made sense then? Makes sense now. We'll see if it makes sense at the end of this crime. CNC returned back to Paris, and almost, Im- almost immediately, PNP ring their doorbell to pick up their package. So... Clements quickly realizes that the package was, yes, stolen from PNP's stolen. door. Exactly. From their doorstep while everyone was gone. Um, and do you remember how Clements chose to... Here, did she tell the truth or did she make up a lie? She <laughs> was under duress. And for some reason, although I understand the compulsion, mm-hmm. she lied and said that they never saw it, never had it, never, never, nothing, never happened with the package. Exactly. That's exactly it. Clements lies and tells Pip that she, quote, doesn't know what she's referring to. I never received or signed a package for you, end quote. She closes. Even though she, oh, yeah, she signed for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She closes the door, according to this account, and then loops in Christopher into the lie. Christopher is Clements' partner. According to this account, the same day PNP come back, more annoyed and less friendly this time. They ask again about the package, to which Clements doubles down on the lie. Pierre then shows Clements a copy of Clements' signature on the package delivery receipt, to which which Clements now triples down on the lie. 
quote, this is not mine. I never signed for the package. That's not my signature. Clemens. Absolutely wild, but I also understand. Absolutely <laughs> wild. Uh, we're rounding home on the on the recap. Pierre shows Christopher and Christopher also covers for Clements, which we had thoughts about. P&P give up and everyone yes. goes back to their apartments. Clements never figures out the make of the coffee maker, so she doesn't order a replacement, which we talked about. They never speak to each other again until apparently this story, like I said at the top, spread through their close-knit social circle, both in person mm-hmm. and on Twitter. And the two couples eventually figure out what seems to be the truth. Um, the story obviously spreads amongst their group. Twitter, like I said, they had submitted it to a podcast before they had originally submitted to ours. Thank you for the mm-hmm. sloppy seconds. And that's kind of where we picked up the crime. Yes. And there was one little particularity toward the end where as this was all like the truth was being unfurled on Twitter in the comments, Pierre admitted that he and Pip actually had found out the truth at a dinner party a few years prior and just kept it to themselves. They were basically letting um, C&C sort of like live in their guilt. Exactly. Which we, listening back to the episode, you and I had very different verdict rulings on whether PNP were guilty for letting them ruminate in their guilt. I, w- I was a little more pro, it's fine for them. They didn't owe it to them. You were a little bit more, oh, come on, like, let them know. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, right. Tried to do. I tried to borrow your phrases. Okay, that's the end of the recap. Seems like you're up to date. Let's go in t- to the response. Oh, I'm I'm so excited. It seems like in some cases, I really feel like there are two sides to the story. I felt like this story had one side. So I'm interested in like, I'm so I'm really excited about what the other side may be. I same thoughts. Like I did, obviously I almost overlooked it in the inbox because we are getting lots of crime submissions. Thanks, everyone. And this the heading was jumped out and i was like oh is this is this what we've been looking for for the last two years and well you'd be the y'all be the judge hi kira and griff i'm writing to you about an episode of your podcast that was released a while ago in may of 2022 and is called petty and paris i just stumbled upon it while starting to listen to petty crimes and was totally baffled because this happened to me i am pip The drama. <laughs> I can't believe. And again, don't worry. This again, this like story lives outside of us. It's well known within their community. We're not, we're not, we're not compromising anyone's identity by sharing this side of the story. Also, and like anonymity is a priority for us mm-hmm. in this particular crime. Fair to say, it's not that deep. Correct. Right? And they have already addressed each other. <laughs> They've worked through it. They're just in the therapy process of telling their story. And Pip, you know, by way of this email is saying, mm, let me tell my side. <laughs> okay. I am Pip. I know it's kind of weird for me to reach out like this after all this time, but it's been a weird ride casually listening to it and hearing my story. It feels really strange imagining someone I absolutely don't know and that is totally exterior to this thing, writing about it and sending it to you. Now, she's talking about who we called Stephanie, who was like the third party friend of Clements. Yeah. Especially since so many things they say are just not true. Okay. Don't get me wrong. This story is hilarious and I love telling it. But the mistakes made by the person who sent it make it sound completely different. I feel like I need to fix that by telling you the whole thing from my perspective. 
So please bear with me as this story is going to be a bit long. It's not that long. Okay. Well, <laughs> that always <laughs> happens. <laughs> My name is and in this story, I was called Pip in parentheses. Is that even a name? Kira, you Sorry. named? Yeah. <laughs> In 2018, I was living with my boyfriend, who Kira called Pierre. We were living in the 11th, say it with me, arrondissement de Paris, when our Italian coffee pot broke down. It was December, and we tried to find a new one quickly, but the stores had none because of the proximity to Christmas. So we decided to buy it off of Amazon. But the delivery mm -hmm. was delayed, and by the time it got there, we were not in Paris anymore. Rather, we were visiting our families for the holiday. So already we have an explanation as to why PNP weren't there. Yep, it may, makes sense. Yeah, because part of me was like, are they a little guilty for ordering something and then not understanding the delivery time? But it the delivery yeah. was delayed, is what Pip said. Uh, uh, bonjour. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a few days after leaving Paris, we received a message saying that the package had been delivered, which we knew shouldn't be possible. But we figured a neighbor had taken it and was keeping it safe for us, which is pretty normal around here. Right, 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 right. And we talked okay. about Consistent. that. We, yep, exactly. We were like, is that normal for this, for this neighborhood? Is it normal in general to do that? But it is. But we were kind of new to the building and knew no one, so we could not get more info at the moment. At this point, I feel like I have to state that the package could not have been heavy since it was a super small Italian coffee pot for two. And, con <laughs> and contrary to what the original storyteller, who Kira called Stephanie, said, the Amazon guy had not repeatedly tried to deliver it, since he never even called us. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, there was no way Clements would have known it was a coffee maker, nor that it was expensive. In parentheses, it was not. What are your quick thoughts on that? We talked about it just a little bit ago. One, the Amazon driver could have tried the door multiple times mm -hmm. and they may not have called you. Correct. So you might be right. You might be wrong on that one. Mm -hmm. I'm actually inclined to believe that they did try a few times. Yeah. But, but two, <laughs> if the packaging didn't give away that it was a coffee pot mm -hmm. as Pip would know because they reordered the pot so they therefore saw the packaging the second time. We now must open ourselves up to the possibility that CNC opened the package. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. So it's either A, they opened the package, which is a totally different crime in general. Actually, that's actually a crime. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and then B, you know how telephone, that dumb like word game, you know, as, mm -hmm. as things get told and told, things get diluted. And as I said earlier, this story has already been told and told and told. So maybe because Clements or, you know, Stephanie had already known how the story unfolded, maybe the way she's telling it, she's she's mistakenly added that Clements and uh, Christopher knew that it was a coffee maker. Do you know what I mean? I do know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah she tucked in a detail Correct. that we wouldn't have learned till the end early. Could have been one of the two. Exactly. Hmm. Bad improv. But yes. So either A, they opened it, or B, it just got illustrious. What do you think illustrious means? Isn't that like just like like full and like just told very like dramatically and vibrantly and like romanticized? 
a girl, we don't need to double down on this word. Okay, fair. Okay. But that's not what illustrious means. <laughs> We're keeping that in. This was criminal or minimal, correcting someone's words as they're going. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I distracted myself you, as you were talking. Okay. When we came back from the holidays, we went door to door in the building looking for the package because we had no idea where it was delivered or if it was really delivered at all. The whole thing was rather mysterious. Mm. When Clemens answered her door that day, we weren't suspecting that she stole it. Also, despite what Stephanie wrote, we had no idea who Clemens was and that we were somehow, quote, industry related. We don't know her job and we don't know her first name. So that that came up in the original crime, too. Eventually, as this spread, they realized that, like, they were part of the same creative, like, writers, Parisian circle. Um, And Stephanie had made it sound like they were a little bit more close knit than I think they actually were. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. She said, like I said, we didn't know her job or her first name. The part about the Twitter crowd might be true for them, but that's not our scene at all. And we never heard of her or her birth <laughs> or her boyfriend. <laughs> we had never heard of her or her boyfriend before, and I'm sure they had no idea who we were either. Got it. OK. Yep. So when the story unfolded, they were threaded together again. Maybe telephone things just got a little bit more not illustrious, mm-hmm. but, you know. Whatever word Kira thinks is better. Sure, sure. Things got romanticized. Romanticized. But they, they're they not. And the story, like, sometimes when stories are told, they're, like, made to be more intimate than they ever were. But, like, there were, they weren't connected. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, <laughs> who knows? We don't know. Our only acquaintance at this point had been when Pierre asked her for the number of the tenant's representative. I don't know what that means, but she told us she hadn't wait, signed. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. T- tenants representative. Like, um, would that be like a landlord yeah. or a supervisor? I think S- so. A super? super? Interesting. I think so. Yeah. So their only point of contact was just something really casual. I've done that with my neighbors before. I would not claim to know them because of that. <laughs> sure. So Clements had told us that she hadn't signed for any package and that around the time we said it must have been delivered, she, quote, heard a scratching noise. <laughs> Heard a scratching noise in the building and opened her door to find a piece of cardboard, end quote. Yeah. So, Kira, you know, you already mentioned, like, you know, Clemens panicked and was caught and, like, didn't know what to do. And apparently saying that uh, I had heard a scratch in the building, opened it, and to find a piece of cardboard was the best lie that she could get out. That's what Clemens said originally? Apparently, according to Pip. That was not told in the first But that wasn't in the original crime. Correct. And the original but, crime, okay, she just okay. said, I didn't do it. Uh, I don't know what this is. But in actuality, according to Pip, Clements told a lie or or said, I opened my door to a scratching sound and found a piece of cardboard. <laughs> yeah. And this was the defense when said like, when asked like, hey, did you ever get my package? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. I just, um, there was a scratching sound and I opened my door and there was a piece of cardboard. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly, apparently, apparently, according to Pip, right? Now we're here in the other side. Who knows which side was true? We weren't there, but apparently that's exactly what happened. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay, okay. This is getting good. And then she said she first thought someone had opened a package and let a piece of it fall, but our question made her think it must have been a thief. All right. So that was the end of their exchange. Okay. So she told an even worse lie <laughs> yeah. than she copped to via Stephanie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The lie is getting illustrious. <clears throat> I remember <laughs> I remember thinking it was strange, but dismissing it. Amazon had said someone had signed, so we just had to find the person who did. So 
We asked every single person from the first to the fourth floor. Everyone said no. We figured someone had to be lying, but we had no way of finding out who. That was until a few days later, my boyfriend, who wasn't home at the time, noticed something on Amazon that he hadn't before. The delivery man had given the first name and the door number of the person he had given the package to. Wow. It said, signed by Clemens, <laughs> second floor left. First, I asked the person on the second floor left, which is how they describe where their like, flats are on, the, on each floor. But mm -hmm. this person told me she wasn't even home the day the package arrived. So I decided to find out who this Clemens could be. And I had Ooh. actually reached out to Pip because I was confused by that. I was like, why did he write Clement's second floor if the person in the second floor left wasn't Clement's? Right. And we now know that that was not written down correctly. It was either a mistake or Pip at some moment thought maybe that Clement's had given a false, you know, location of her apartment. Sneaky, tricky, tricky, sneaky. Mm -hmm. Pip thinks it was just a mistake. So we'll we'll run with that. We'll give Clement's the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah, oop, this is a this is a criminal or minimal. So I went downstairs to check the names of all of the tenants and Google each of them with their first names. I quickly found a picture of the neighbor who had told us the weird story about the scratching noise. This Clements was on the second floor front, not left, okay. front. Oh, yeah, I believe the Amazon driver just made an honest mistake. Oh, okay. And they continue. So the receipt for the Amazon from Amazon said her name, but not the right door. Maybe it's just a mistake made by the delivery man, which we just said. I don't know. At some point, I thought she might have run into the Amazon guy in the hall and lied about her real door. But that was the moment when I was becoming really paranoid about all of this. So I think it must be I a simple mistake. I would say so. Yeah. Especially because she gave her real name. So, you know what I mean? You don't go like, um, I'm Kira and I live in... Mm, seventh floor D when I live on the seventh floor B. Like that's that's just not really like the chemistry of a lie. Can I? Okay, I understand that. But part of me is also like this person has lied after signing their name, regardless if the door is correct. She was like, mm -hmm. oh, I've never heard it. Uh, scratching noises, Babadook. Uh, there was cardboard. Like, so maybe I, I kind of see the paranoia a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel it because it's like this person clearly isn't that great of a like I don't know a lie former and I find it a little hard sure. for like the Amazon delivery man to like look at three doors and be like and confuse the center one with the like right or left one I don't know so true I'm who knows yeah so I think just the petty side of Griff is gonna I'm gonna I maybe think that Clements uh, was like oh I'm just out of neighbors I actually live in I actually live in the the right one and I'm choosing to believe that Clemens hasn't started her lying yet. Okay, got it. She in she earnestly took the package, gave her name, signed for it. She hasn't started her trail <gasps> of lies just yet. You're totally right because her ta her talking to this uh, I almost called him a milkman because I'm reading for a, a, a character that's a milkman. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't started. Yeah, she hasn't spiraled yet. You're totally right. Okay, okay, I choose. Kira's choosing kindness. I'm choosing war. <laughs> so at this point, though, regardless, I became really suspicious of her. One message I even sent my boyfriend that day read, I, I, you're a shit thief if you sign a package with your name and then say you have not received it. Yeah. Yeah. Sloppy. Yeah. So this happened after New Year's Eve, precisely on the 6th of January, according to my messages to my boyfriend. 
that I was exchanging at the time with him. So about a week after my first visit to Clements, not on the same day at all. And remember that in the first telling, Pip, or Clements had mentioned that Pip and Pierre came knocking twice in the same day. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. Yeah, so, you know. So I waited for my boyfriend to come home and we knocked on her door a second time, this time knowing that she had lied. Wow. Christopher answered, <laughs> not Clements, which was what the original story was. Christopher answered. Editorialized. Editorialized. Okay. There we go. Sensationalized. Now you're opening up the correct path. Thanks, Kira. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't know what you meant. I'm like, I don't know what he means. (laughs) I know. And I do have to explain everything very well for you. Uh, Okay. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Christopher answered, asking us what the what was the matter, and we told him that we were looking for our package that Clements had signed for. Uh-huh. When we said that, he sighed and called across the apartment, Oh, Clements, what did you do? Oh my God. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. This is so much different. <laughs> and then she came to the door and he just left. So in reality, he didn't really defend her. So Clements, what did you size? Clements, what did you do? Brings her to the door, walks away. Yes. He doesn't want to touch this. Exactly. And oh we, God. And He's like, oh God, she's a kleptomaniac. <laughs> yeah. What did she do this time? Yeah, it's like I love her, but she, she does not stop stealing. <laughs> okay, yeah, because in the first story, it was told that Clements opened the door and then Christopher came up behind, was asked, and he kind of read the room and lied on behalf of Clements. According to Pip's story, obviously, we just heard that is not at all what happened. He sold her out, kind of. Wow. She, she comes to the door. She comes to the door, and she tells us about the scratching noise again. <laughs> oh, whatever. Okay. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Can we take a pause around the scratching noise and the cardboard? Just to make sure we've even, like, fully made sense of what this attempt at a lie was. Like... I heard a scratching sound as if to say through the door, I heard someone ripping open a package. Yeah. Or like setting it down and like setting it down and making like a, I don't know, like a set down noise. Yeah, exactly. So I heard like a ripping sound because I'm even open to the possibility there's a language barrier here. Mm. I heard a ripping sound through the door. Somebody was tearing open your package in the hallway. And when I opened the door, they were gone and all that was left was a tiny piece of the box. Is that like what the lie was meant to be? So maybe. And I actually didn't know if I should include this or not. But like in the second. So they've knocked on the door again. Clements. Christopher has been like, oh, fuck, Clements, what did you do? Clements is here. And so Pip is written. She told us about the scratching noise again. And then she included and how she saw a cardboard piece in the hall. And then she said it was a package that was supposed to contain pool goggles. So she thought. Even if something was stolen, it wasn't something of importance. I have no idea what that means. Maybe there is a language barrier in in the telling of the story. But like, I think Clements is now like. Well, you know, what's interesting about that pool goggles detail is supposedly when people are lying, they give unnecessary details. Illustrious details? To try to. They, they give illustrious details <laughs> to try to like. Give their story more credibility, but it actually is a tell. And that could be the pool goggles of it all. Interesting. Okay. So the tell is like some like totally grasping at straws detail that is just like so out of left field. Yeah. Like if this actually happened, she'd be like, 
the weirdest thing happened. Yes. I heard some scratching and I opened the door and I saw like part of a box. Okay. But like I opened the door and there was a box of pool goggles. Yes, it was pool goggles meant for Aruba, but they arrived here and the box was red and the tape was yellow and and like and there were two dogs and they were kissing like that. <laughs> and Pip's just like, uh, uh, okay, I've got your signature here, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, we have to remember that Pip and Pierre like have her signature, which is crazy to me. They, you, you, thank you for reminding me that, Griff, because that is like we... You get caught up yes, in right? these details, but like that is pretty rock solid. Yes, it's easy for us to forget that that has been signed for. But Pip and Pierre are literally listening to this like spiraling lie with the receipt in hand being like, I just I don't think so. <laughs> and just to like clarify on Amazon, like do they see sort of like the photocopy of the e- of the receipt of the signature or did they just have like a checked box like signed by Clements? I feel like I've seen the former um, because I when I'm when I'm getting something and maybe Mike has to sign for it, my roommate or like vice versa. I think both parties like the person who's sent it to know that it's been delivered safely and then the person who's supposed to be picking it up, get that receipt. So I think in my experience, I've seen the signature, which I'm assuming Pip and Peter have as well. It's like this. I feel like the story wouldn't exist without it. 100%. Okay. When we confronted when we confronted her about signing her name, she went further into the lie, saying that another neighbor might have known her first name and that she they told it to the delivery man or something like that. Wow. Yeah. The lie became so obvious and so intricate, it really was a ridiculous moment. I think one of the weirdest mm-hmm. I've ever experienced. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting close to the end. Or rounding home. So there we were. We all knew she was lying and were certain that she had stolen the coffee pot. Eh, stolen is, yeah. I mean, right. They're they're getting they're getting emotional because it's like this is getting weird. So stolen is the word she chose, and it is what happened. Mm-hmm. But we really could do nothing since she was sticking to her version. So we went back to our apartment, not happy but determined to let it go, and we started trying to get a refund for the coffee pot. We did not move out of the building actually, which is what we had which was what we had thought. We were still living in the apartment when the podcast aired. <gasps> Not our episode, but remember the original one they had submitted it to? Yes. So PNP were still living in the building when that original podcast episode aired. It was Clements and Christopher who moved out a few weeks later. So when we were finally <laughs> refunded, <laughs> so when we were finally refunded and bought a new coffee pot, in parentheses, again, it's really a 30 euro bialetti. Nothing fancy. They were already gone, not us. When they left, there was no new development to the story. Then a few months later, a colleague of ours came back to work from maternity leave and asked me about my coffee pot with a grin. I was shocked since there was no way she could have heard about it. And she told me her boyfriend worked with Clemens and that she had come to work the morning after my first visit at her door. Then my colleague told me that her entire workplace was divided into two groups. Group one, those who told her that she had to confess to us that she had put the package on our doorstep and it was stolen. And then group two, yeah. those who said it was too late for that and that she had to keep up with the lie. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they were doing criminal or minimal before us. Wow. So the party part of the story is not accurate either. And we had no contact whatsoever with them or actual friends in common. They had no way of knowing that she was guilty. That's not what we well, were Well, 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 oh. well, well. We had no friends in common with them, and yet the story made its way back to you 
we don't run the same circles and yet there is a mutual person totally small world right they're not going to be your like quarantine bubble close but like you are i also i also am in that side like you are you're in the same circle the circle's big but you're in the same circle you are and also um no i forget i'm sorry i had something to say and i don't (laughs) it's okay oh wait oh wait 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 so sorry and also not for nothing it is possible that you didn't run into each other in the building for so long that they thought that you moved Pip and Pierre. Mm, true. Yeah. And I I bet you that CNC did everything in their power to not run into them. So, you know, because it's awkward. It's not so awkward. So, yeah, maybe they. Maybe CNC didn't move because didn't CNC said they had said that they hadn't moved, I thought, in the first episode, but CNC said that they didn't move, but Pip and Pierre did. Yes. Via Stephanie, of course, which also now I'm like, how much is Stephanie? Now Stephanie is like, Stephanie was always responsible for the perspective of CNC, but like, who is adding the, you know what I mean? Yep. Some of the incongruities might actually be Stephanie's fault. Exactly. Yep. That telephone wow. game. Yeah. It was really weird, but fun to see how small our Paris bubble was. And once again, we moved on. I didn't think it would have been a solution to reach out at the time to those people we really didn't know to absolve them of their guilty conscience, <laughs> which we had talked about. Clements also supposedly knew that one of her colleagues had a partner that worked with us, so I think she had an idea that the story went back to our ears, to exactly what you just uh-huh. said. Then the Twitter thing happened. We did not stalk them or check their account or anything after that, but we happened to have a friend that followed a somewhat famous account, and she saw the tweets where Clements saying something about admitting her guilt. Um, Our friend and neighbor recognized our coffee pot story and sent it to us. And that's when Pierre replied and Clements tweeted her version of what happened. And that's where we are now. There's a little, there's a few more details. At this point for me, it was all's well that ends well. Her conscience was clear. Our coffee pot was new and really cute. And we both had a great story to tell with a cool ending. The story has been really fun to me, but this new development, in parentheses, in the form of a super cool American podcast we just happened to discover <laughs> talking about us makes it even better. We thought this thing was cleared out between adults and it's kind of it's kind of hurtful that they didn't even think to warn us that the story had been sent to a podcast, which I think was the original podcast, not ours. Mm-hmm. It's yes. kind of good that we got this secondhand because we, we're like dealing with less uh, less emotion about it. Anyway, what you do. Yeah. Anyway, what you guys do is great. And I can't believe that the story still offers new episodes almost five years later. Oh, and attached is a photo of the coffee pot, which is still in great shape. We will absolutely be posting that to our Instagram. We have a new fancier one, but we still like it very much. Have a nice day. XOXO Pip. Wow. All right, Kira. This one is a little bit long, so let's go straight into the verdicts. We're going to run back the verdicts we had from our original episode and see if our stance has changed at all now that we've heard both sides, or two sides at least. Ooh. And I think I've added maybe one additional one just because, you know, the story's grown, so we have to factor everything in. You ready? Yes. Verdict number one. Is Clements guilty of signing on behalf of a neighbor? Now, our original ruling was that Griff ruled not guilty because I was being presented to. Kira agreed. What Mm -hmm. say you now? You are guilty of signing for a neighbor's package if you will be taking the package and stealing it and having it and lying about it. So, yes, you are guilty. (laughs) I'm not even I I tend to agree. I am now even wondering if I just am like, 
don't sign for a neighbor that you don't know. Like, cause we had talked about that in episode one. Like if I know my next door neighbor, Luis. And so like, I would feel at this point comfortable now, just a few days like ago, now that we're comfortable, I would feel a comfortable signing for her. But I don't think before that I would have. So maybe just, yeah, I agree. You're guilty. It's a great point. You know, I don't know Bobby on the second floor. If Bobby's box of wine is offered to me and I sign for it and then I go to give it to Bobby, I feel like Bobby might be like, please don't sign for my shit. Yeah. The verdict has changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It shouldn't have signed. I for sure am not going to do that because of these crimes. I'm just going <laughs> to tell the Amazon guy to kindly find someone else. <laughs> All right. Number two, is Clements guilty of lying the first time? Original ruling, Griff ruled not guilty. Is that correct? And mm-hmm. then Kira agreed. I think we gave Clements a lot of benefit of the doubt. Yes. And the original lie was when PNP came to the door the first time and were like, have you seen our coffee pot? Yes. And or whatever. Yeah. And she left it. Well, and she like, leave it at no. She said nope. no. Scratch, scratch. Cardboard. Yeah, we didn't have that last part in the first crime. Right. Yes, she is guilty for lying. Um, When somebody comes to your door and asks if you've seen the coffee pot and you have, you signed for it, you took it in, you did something with it or put it on their doorstep. But in either case, they come to you and you say, I heard a scratch scratch and I opened the door and there was a piece of cardboard associated with pool goggles. Yes, you're guilty. Yeah. If anything, for a really bad lie, like just in general, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. (laughs) Are Pip and Pierre guilty for Googling all of the tenants' last names to find the tenant with the first name of Clements? Okay. (laughs) Scary. But you know what? I guess it's public. Uh, It's public, right? Yep. (laughs) This isn't necessarily a verdict question, and maybe you'll disagree with me, but I wrote Christopher has officially been exonerated. Uh-huh. Cuz yes. first yeah, well, first telling. Well. Okay. Now see this is this is what's interesting. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> it's like okay, we heard Stephanie's account of CNC's perspective. Now we're hearing P&P's perspective. Are we to believe P&P's perspective more? than C&C's perspective simply because it's more recent, Mm -hmm. it's the rebuttal, Mm -hmm. they're coming at it with this sort of fact-checking demeanor. I am inclined to believe them more, but it's like, I don't don't know. Like, why why are we believing them more than the first version of the story? I I hear all those points. Really good for the court to consider. Hear ye, hear ye. Um, I think I'm more inclined to believe PNP because... Pip and telling this was part of it versus Clements' yes. story was told to us by a, through a lens of Stephanie. Yes. And so maybe if uh, just for that reason, I think P and P I'm, I'm inclined to believe a little bit more. Beautiful. I agree. I feel like, you know, Stephanie is a little impartial as a witness because she's friends with Clements and, you know, Pip, I'm sure as her own perspective, but at least she was like there, you know, Yes, that's right. That is the key difference yeah. is that Stephanie's telling the version as Clements told her mm-hmm. editorialized yeah. versus P's firsthand account. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So, so, and would you agree that Christopher has been exonerated? 
I agree. All right, Christopher. Given all that, yes. You, uh, you, you're free to leave the court. Enjoy your life. Um, all right, <laughs> bye two bye. more. Is Clemens guilty for lying the second time, doubling down on the lie and then adding that like swimming goggles detail? Yeah, if you're guilty the first time, you're guilty the second time. Oh, okay. Yep, that, that aligns with, uh, oh no, we originally thought not guilty. So, yep, we, we tot- we've totally flip-flop on the lie. Wow. And then finally, are Pip and Pierre guilty for not letting Clements know that they had replaced the lost coffee maker, i.e. letting Clements wallow in her guilt? And now, original ruling was Griff ruled not guilty. Kira, you did not agree. You thought that that was a little bit rough for them to have CNC marinating in their guilt. We had a little bit of a, you know, a friendly argument about it on the first episode. (laughs) Yeah, because I was giving Clements the benefit of the doubt. I was like, she got caught in the crosshairs and she like was, you know, she word vomited a lie. I now have such a different experience with all of this that um, no, P and P are not guilty mm-hmm. for not letting Clements know. At this point, according to P and P, their relationship is actually much. This has all been much messier and they don't want to talk to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I agree. I mean, I agreed in the first telling of Stephanie slash Clements' perspective. I don't I didn't ever think PNP owed it um to tell CNC that they, you know, clear your conscience, move on. Um oh, and I forgot to read. Yeah, and she had said, uh, and so I just wanted to clear our fake names of some of the pettiness implied. And she had written in parentheses. And by the way, thank you so much, Griff, for standing up for us and the original one. <laughs> but now now we're both standing up for you. You don't owe it to them. Messier than we thought. The lies were more intricate. Oh, God. I think those rulings are going to have to be forever because we, yeah. can't, we can't like hear Clements' side of the story now. <laughs> or like Christopher's. You know, I, and I'll, I'll say like, this is a 30 euro coffee pot i don't think clements is a bad person i don't think chris is a bad boyfriend i don't think pip is like I, this is all no big deal everybody's great but you, you know what i'm saying of course but, but no my my feelings my my um my gavel's going down and and see clements you're you're a little guiltier than we thought <laughs> yes i agree sorry clements if that's not the true story but we simply have to move on <laughs> We so- <laughs> and we're sorry if we got a little illustrious with it. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, that's that's my fault. I take I'll take blame for that. Um, all right, I'm a, I'm need to get out of Paris and back to back to Los Angeles. So see you on the other side of this. Kira, gifting season is upon us. Yes, it is. And whether that means gifting for all the petty criminals in your life or for yourself, Hello Adorn Jewelry has the holiday magic. And to make gifting even easier, they've thoughtfully curated gift guides for everyone on your list. The job is basically done for you, you little lazy lizard. (laughs) And I particularly love their faves under 50 section on this guide because we are what, Kira? Oh God, frugal poodles. Where they have their best-selling tiny twist earrings. And I also love their layering chains. And if you can't pick pieces or if you leave it too late, that Hello Adorn digital gift card can do wonders, hint, hint. 
And as always, Hello Adorn jewelry is handmade in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, never plated, and is life proof. Get fast shipping, extend holiday 60 day returns and exchanges, plus free shipping on orders over $100. Shop the gift shop at helloadorn.com slash petty and use code minimal for 10% off your first order. That's H E L L O A D O R N dot com slash petty with code minimal. Gift great, stay petty. Time for criminal or minimal. <laughs> um, Griff, criminal or minimal? Asking a work colleague what they want if you are signed them for Secret Santa. Oh. <laughs> are you pulling this criminal from... Criminal or minimal? Are you pulling this from real life? No. Oh, okay. Just curious. Um, I know that you... I'm being mindful of what I say because I know that you like... When someone puts effort and remembers what someone might want or gets creative with it, it was like it was Mm -hmm. I'm getting the same sense of like, um, what was it? It was like Venmoing someone to get themselves a gift versus getting them a gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that I feel like this is essentially the same thing. So, yeah, but it's not a setup. Say what you think. Okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Kira's got a gun to me. Um, (laughs) I think what. I'm going to say criminal. And I think the secrets, because yeah. I had said minimal with the like Venmo thing. Um, I'm going to say criminal just because I feel like secret, it's secret Santa. Yeah. So keep it secret. Even and if it doesn't hit, like it's, that's like, that's the risk of secret Santa. Like it's, it's low stakes and it should be just like fun. So I'm going to say criminal to, to ask what this person wants. Oh, and then, yeah. Also, no, they, oh. they, they not only get to request the gift, they know who chose them. So no, that ruins the magic of totally. Christmas. Get them. Get them. Um, criminal or minimal submitted by Soul E. Cat. Marrying someone with the same name as your sibling. Minimal. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. You can marry someone with the same name as your parent or caregiver or even the same name as yourself. I know two Megans happily married. It is what it is. <laughs> Okay. Do they look similar? They're brunettes. Oh, so yes, entirely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, for the record, say not for me. So I'm going to say criminal. Fair, fair, fair. Only because I'm pretty, like, I mean, come on. Like, when you're, like, in the heat of things and you're, like, I can't even say my dad's, like, I just think once I call that name out, even just a little bit, I'm, like, thinking of someone that's not just them. I don't know. I don't know, though. I feel like you're well, you have a very special name, Griff, but some people have more common names and you just attach the meaning of that particular person. To, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've I've like I know two Kevins that are very cute. One straight. So it's just a no go. The other one is gay. <laughs> oh, my God, Kira. They actually look identical. I have to show you. Um, You oh, know, wow. you know, my friend Kevin. I have literally yes. found his doppelganger in Los Angeles, who is also named Kevin. It was crazy. I went up to him wow. and I saw him out and I was like, you look just like my friend, my best friend, Kevin. And he goes, my name's Kevin. And and for that reason, it's like, <laughs> and my dad's name's Kevin. That's what the story is getting at. So I just, I, I can't like, oh. I'm, you know, when we're, when we're doing the dirty, I don't know that I can say my dad's name out loud and stay in the moment. I'm not that good I, of an actor. But you won't, you won't be thinking about your dad. <laughs> Like, and if you are, that's a you problem. Okay. 
you will be thinking about the person in front of you. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I don't because I haven't experienced it, but I will I will heed your I will uh, yeah, I I will take your advice. One last thing to say, I know this is the longest episode of all time, but this is just kind of fun. I'm watching Winter House, um, a Bravo series. I'm all in on the like Vanderpump rules of it all, yada, yada, yada. And Tom Schwartz is there and there's a girl named Katie. She's Australian. She works on Below Deck. His ex-wife is named Katie. He was not a great husband to her. They've now been divorced a year plus, a year and a half, let's say. He and this Katie on Winter House are hitting it off. And he's like, I can't do this. This is disrespectful to my ex-wife because her name was Katie. And they even realize they have the same middle name, Katie Marie. And he's uh, like, oh, no, Katie Marie. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, sir, you've been divorced from your ex-wife for a year and a half. You being with a Katie Marie is strictly a coincidence. It has nothing to do with her. Yeah. You are a, like putting all of this on her. And he's even gotten to the point where he's being, I would say, a little disrespectful to this girl because he's telling everyone to call her by her last name. Oh, so it isn't himself. And so I'm he's like, not triggered. And yeah. And he's like oh. even saying, like, can we change your name? Can we change your <gasps> name? And I'm like, sir, stop putting all of this sauce on the pasta. <laughs> It you were a bad husband and that's its own thing, but like this is fine. <laughs> that's fair. I that that's a really I mean that's a good example. I don't know that it swayed me any, but like because <laughs> I don't I don't like that he's putting it on this new person. Like she has that's not her fault. Like his his shitty husbandry and the past that he's coming into her with, or that should rephrase that. Coming into the coming into this relationship with that's not her fault, but for me, he's still in. He's not he's not phrasing it and wielding it correctly, but he's still entitled to be like, oh no, even saying this name and the middle name out loud is like, like it's it's having a, an effect on me physically, mentally. It, the mental is not helping me physically. I can't get it up. Like, you know, mm. it is on him. I don't like that he's cast it onto this new person, but for me, I'm just like, I think if I were screaming the name Kevin out in bed. <laughs> the the 20 the 31 years of knowing my dad as Kevin and though like whatever a few months of knowing this boy as Kevin would be like hello daddy's here and something would happen. I'm not going to tell Kevin I, to be like can you please go by your middle name or like can I call you Frank but like right I'm entitled to be like something about me saying your name while we're having sex is making me think of my dad and it's because your name is the same as my dad's name. <laughs> Oh, shit. This was about your sibling, and, but same thing with the sibling. <laughs> you did really take it um, to a new place. But, um, <laughs> you know, what I would say, Griff, is uh, give it a shot. And I I promise you. No, I don't promise you, but I hope for you. You might be surprised how little okay. you are thinking of your dad. I'm just going to I'm messaging Kevin. Can you be here in 30 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, we've taken enough of our petty criminals time. Hope they like the uh, we certainly the, have the rebuttal crime and um, a few more episodes into we're in the new year. So ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.